Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Value of Moons podcast with Jess Fleisch. And this is your host, Jess Fleisch. It feels so good to finally say that. I am so grateful that I'm finally recording. I'm so excited to share with you all my ideas. I'll, of course, be talking a lot about menstrual cycle awareness because that is my specialty and my favorite thing. And I think that as cyclical beings, we really need to know this, and most of us don't have much knowledge on the subject. So the chunk of the episodes will definitely be regarding menstrual cycle awareness, which is very exciting. So this story first begins when I was around 25, which is about two years ago. I was on the beach with my cousin, and we were lying on the beach reading, and she was reading this book called Woman Code by Elisa Vitti. And I just glanced at the back. She was like, I think you would love this book. And I was like, oh, okay. And I looked at the back, and I was completely mind blown. And it to say it changed my life would be an understatement. Um, so Elisa Vitti, she reversed her PCOS in like a very long journey of learning how, learning all about her menstrual cycle and then developing her own method called cycle syncing, which was really living her entire life according to her menstrual cycle. And that's what she needed to do to reverse her PCOS. The idea of just acknowledging that we have these subtle changes day to day for approximately 28 days is huge. That's something I had no idea about. I learned this for the very first time at 25 and I got my period when I was 14. So I lived 11 years believing that my period was just blood every month and it was annoying and it was painful and it was frustrating and it was like only negative feelings. And learning that actually your period is just one tiny part of this whole 28-day cycle. And it's just this one aspect of a much larger system was life-changing to me. And now, if you didn't guess it already, I'm obsessed with my period. I love the bleeding time. But we'll get into that in a minute. So basically, I was just... So after reading this book, I had just this realization of the importance and distinction of having a female body. So how, of course, all bodies are different, and that includes female bodies, but the female body as a general rule has such, 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 such major differences from the male body. The fact that a male's body, the cycle is 24 hours, so that's the same as the sun. They show up the same every day. Obviously, whatever's going on in their lives and whatever's going on in our lives as cyclical beings have an effect on our mood and our libido and our um, emotions and, you know, everything. But at the same time, this, like, background system being the hormonal system is the same for them every single day of their lives from puberty until death. And of course, their cycles also shift with, you know, other cycles as well, like life cycles. Like I'm sure there are subtle changes as they get older and seasonally throughout the year, but overall they have this 24-hour cycle and overall we have this 28-day cycle approximately. So I think that this is super, super significant, and 
I think that there's, there's so much wellness now about tuning into the body and, and acknowledging that trauma is stored there and the practices of yoga and meditation being something that is becoming more mainstream is so exciting and so encouraging as we start to understand how important this connection between mind and body is. However, again, I think that we need to remember that the menstrual cycle and cyclical beings experience this on a really different level. We, we have to take into account that we show up differently every day. And as my, my husband said recently, and I actually posted about this on my, on my Instagram yesterday, was that we are as consistent as the moon, which means we're consistent. However, we have these real subtle changes, and that's a big deal. So, so we need to learn how we can optimize our hormonal cycles which is more challenging than optimizing a hormonal cycle that's only 24 hours. The nine to five work schedule is literally with the circadian rhythm. It is this idea of like you wake up, you you have energy to kind of, or you're more inclined to work by yourself, do solo work in the morning, and then maybe take meetings, work, work with others in the afternoons, and then kind of wind down in the evenings. And that's the circadian rhythm. And women, actually, we have that too. But we also have this other additional infradian rhythm is what it's called, the the menstrual cycle, the approximately 28-day cycle. So how can we optimize on our hormonal cycle? And I would say charting is the first thing we need to do. We need to know how we, on a very individual level, because we're not all the same, how we show up every day of our cycle. And if we do this cycle after cycle, start seeing patterns and even within like three cycles you'll start seeing patterns but you know once you have years and years it's incredible um and then you'll know like how you can more expect yourself to show up on certain days of your cycle and again you know stuff could be going on in your external world but you'll know how internally you're more likely to present and this is like just a deep deep awareness that really you know, it it spreads out into the whole rest of your life. So it's a really special practice. So I want to briefly go over what is the menstrual cycle and how do you typically show up each day on a hormonal level. So there are subtle changes each day and it's important to notice your own cycle. However, on a more general way of viewing the cycle based on what's happening hormonally, if you have a healthy natural cycle, it means, and when I say natural, I mean you have you know a regular cycle, which means between 26 and 35 days and you are not on any hormonal contraceptives and yeah, you haven't like missed a period. So if you're naturally cycling, you your your bleed is your menstrual phase. So so yeah, so you can divide it up into four phases, and based on what's happening hormonally, and that could kind of help bring a structure to your menstrual cycle. So the menstrual phase is actually starts a couple of days before your bleed when your hormones are super, super low. So the menstrual phase is kind of dictated based on 
the fact that your hormones are super, super low, meaning everything's flat lined at this point, which actually lends itself to deeper connection to your gut feelings and your intuition because the left and right hemisphere of your brain is actually in better communication than at any other point in your cycle. And this can be considered your inner winter if you want to use another cycle. And I first heard of that concept in um, Wild Power by um, Sonny Hugo Wurlitzer and Alexandra Pope, an amazing book. And so your inner winter is this time when your your internal lights are on and your external lights are off and you are fully connected to yourself and the outside world is kind of you know you're not you're not as in tune with that and it's considered to add even another cycle it's the new moon phase so this is when it's a really great time to receive divine downloads to receive creative downloads to just receive and accept um not really to give it's the ultimate self-care and self-awareness aspect of your cycle and then the follicular phase is the phase that comes after your menstrual phase so it's like around day six or seven typically day one is the day you begin bleeding so this is right after your bleed and it goes until a bit a, a bit before you ovulate, like four or five days before you ovulate, maybe six. You know, it's different for every person, and you you'll notice more when you when you chart individually. But this is the phase where it's all your hormones are rising, and you really feel this. Like estrogen is rising, and with estrogen, um, alongside estrogen, serotonin actually rises. So that's your feel good hormone, and you will likely start feeling really playful and curious and excited and um, adventurous and you'll start feeling sexy again. And, you know, um, of course, you could feel all of those things at any point, but hormonally, these chemicals can help you to feel this way. And this is, again, it's going to be probably fairly noticeable because it has been a while since the estrogen has been on the rise. It was declining at the end of last cycle for a week or two, well, since since ovulation. So um, this, this increase is usually pretty palpable, and I typically feel it even on day three of my period, so day three of my cycle, and um, it's already, I'm like, oh, I like have that little spurt of energy and but it comes in really full force on day six or seven for me so then this is also the waxing moon the first quarter moon so yeah you're starting to put yourself out there and um this is an amazing time to like start taking risks and to um think about what creations that maybe you downloaded during your menstrual phase, what creations you want to like start bringing to fruition, but to be like playful about it. You know, it's not your go, go, go phase yet. And this is actually the beginning of your masculine half of your cycle. This is the beginning of your, your doing half as opposed to your, your feminine half, which is your, your being half. So the menstrual phase is actually the heart of the being, the heart of the, you're just receiving. And now you're in your follicular phase and you're starting to rise into full-blown doing. 
So then you enter the ovulatory phase, which is the full-blown doing. So the ovulatory phase is your inner summer And this is the days right before and after ovulation. So this is when you're fertile. This is so palpable in how you experience life. You are a magnet and you are attractive. And when I say attractive and a magnet, like you not just appear attractive and you actually, you're your um, features start appearing more symmetrical during this time. And that doesn't mean they are more symmetrical, of course, but because of what's happening hormonally, they appear more symmetrical. And you also can just attract not just people, but things. Yeah, anything you really want. So it's a really great time to ask for a raise. It's a great time to just be really daring. And you'll also, your your outside lights are fully on, meaning you're in your full moon phase. So you um, are less concerned with your own feelings and you'll find it much easier. You're just not as sensitive here. You'll find it much easier to give to others as opposed to focus on yourself. This is the time to collaborate. This is the time to go out. This is the time to like stay up late, maybe get less sleep. This is the peak of your masculine half, your doing energy. And then you hit your luteal phase, which is the inner autumn. And this is the time after ovulation when now your hormones have been dropping and actually progesterone rises, which... And then it falls again, but progesterone is your, it, it helps protect the embryo. It thickens your uterine lining. So even if you don't have an embryo, it doesn't know that yet. So it releases this into your body and this has the effect of protection, so to speak. Like you are more relaxed, but you're also more introverted. You're more internally oriented. You are, you want to protect what's yours. You're not trying to take risks because you have a quote-unquote embryo in your body even if you don't so this is a time to really notice your own needs and to protect them this is the saying no time the reflection time the taking a step back and entering this feminine half this being half this perceiving this like understanding your own needs and voicing them and actually this is what what comes up in this time is often considered hormonal, you know, like, oh, I was PMSing, but your hormones are actually just shedding light onto what is true for you. So this is not hormonal. This is true. Your hormones are just a tool for you. And this is actually an opportunity to access your deeper truths and to really notice what they are and to show up and listen. And we have to change our frequency to show up and listen because if we're still riding on that inner summer, riding on that fertile ovulatory phase energy, we will likely burn out and we may experience negative side effects and that can be you know physical or mental and also then we'll miss out on the gifts of this phase and even more so the gifts of the menstrual phase which is like such a restorative relaxing time but if we're not prepared for it adequately in the inner autumn it can also show up as something that is painful and suffering and 
yeah, so I believe it's so important to uh, channel this slower frequency during this time. And whatever that means for you, it could be 10 minutes a day. Like I'm not, you don't have to take two weeks off of work, but if you can, you should, especially in the beginning while you're learning this stuff and you'll experience the magic more deeply. But to just kind of acknowledge where you are, because this is, This is what's happening. And I said this recently, I keep saying this to myself, where attention goes, energy flows. And I can't take credit for that, but I actually don't know where I got it. So I don't know who to give credit to, but um, that phrase where attention goes, energy flows has been so, so a part of my life recently. And I've just been really thinking that um, if we all were able to bring attention to where we are hormonally and how that's affecting us on every level, we would no longer experience any of the negative side effects that are so typical in the second half of the cycle. In fact, most cyclical beings do not experience any negative side effects in the first half of their cycle, in the follicular phase and the ovulatory phase. They only experience it in the luteal and the menstrual, being the premenstrual and the menstruation time. And I think that's because we continue to try to go, go, go the way male bodies are actually programmed to. So we need to address that we're different. And that's that's so, so, so important. And so the more you do that, the more power you'll have. So yeah, so menstrual cycle awareness, it's a structure for deep awareness and communication with our bodies. And I say this all the time in my class and on Instagram, but menstrual cycle awareness is a self-awareness practice. And I believe that self-awareness necessarily leads to self-love. So I believe that if young girls were taught this by their mothers and their aunts and their older sisters, and of course, even like the science bits in school, we would live in an entirely different world. I think that being cycle illiterate is comparable to being illiterate, um, That sounds really insane and intense, I know. It's actually not my own thought. I read that for the first time in The Fifth Vital Sign by Lisa Hendrickson Jack. She talks about that. But I believe it's super, super true because we are not taught that we shouldn't expect ourselves to show up the same all the time. We should actually expect to show up fairly differently, but yet like the moon, it's still consistent. It's still a pattern. It still um, is a reliable way of gauging your, um, of, of understanding how you show up in the world. So middle school or elementary school, like, you know, just when we get our periods, but also just all growing up, hopefully with our, um, the cycling people in our families, that's a perfect time to develop a healthy relationship with our bodies. Because as we all know, like middle school is actually typically a time with like a lot of self-hatred. That's when that first starts to develop. There's bullying. We don't understand our changing bodies. Men are starting to objectify us, all of that. And and developing a healthy relationship with our bodies here is like vital. And of course, like anyone can tell you that, but menstrual cycle awareness is the perfect structure for this. It 
teaches us, because above all else, it's a self-awareness practice. It teaches us to have this communication and trust in our bodies. So I feel like that is the most necessary education in the world. And women have always been behind men in like historically in terms of achievements, in terms of success, in terms of privileges, rights, recognitions, etc. And I believe that it's actually because of our menstrual cycles. Yuval Harari, he writes the book Sapiens, and in Sapiens he actually debunks the three leading theories as to why men have always been in positions of power over women for like pretty much since the beginning of time. And he talks about those, the three theories that are leading of why that might be. And then he debunks them all, meaning he has no idea why men have always been in the position of power. And the leading theory was actually that men are stronger and faster and more physically overpowering than women and so that's why they've always had the power however he debunks this because there are I don't remember which kind of gorilla or ape it is but there's a species of ape or gorilla that the it's a matriarchy and the women are in charge they have the power and they're actually still not physically as strong as the men but they come together and I guess we can say if we're trying to personify it we can say in sisterhood they come together communally as women and they bully or manipulate the men if they're being using their physical strength so they don't really let that happen and we don't do that as women And I think, again, that that's because of our cycles. I think the men's cycle is more simple. It's much easier to understand. It shows up the same every day. And ours is so different every day. It's these subtle changes, but they do create like large chunks of different ways of showing up. And I think especially that feminine half, that being half, that half we're being called to step back and reflect and go inward if we don't take that call we can become quite mean quite manipulative quite bitchy moody um responsive instead of observing like or rather reactive instead of like responding consciously to things and I think that that can create you know a lot of animosity and competition among us um instead of using that time to really hold one another as sis- in a sisterhood. So I think that once we begin to understand our cycles, once we begin to really let them become powerful, we can re- rise in the world and we can rise to the level of men and the level of Um, in that power structure, of course, like, I don't mean that we're less than men at all. I just mean that we can achieve, we can be equal in power. The fact of our cycle being revered and powerful, I think is up to, is, is possible. And it's up to us as cyclical beings to bring more awareness and intention and understanding to this part of our life. 
So that's all I want to say today. I hope you enjoyed the first episode. I also want to mention that Cycle Magic, my online course, it's an introduction to menstrual cycle awareness and cycle alignment, is beginning this Sunday. I really hope you consider signing up. If you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out and you could sign up on my website, uh, valleyofmoons.com. That's V-A-L-L-E-Y-O-F-M-O-O-N-S.com slash cyclemagic, C-Y-C-L-E-M-A-G-I-C. That was harder than you think. Or you could also find me at Valley of Moons on Instagram. And that's spelled the same way as my website. So yeah, I hope to hear from you. And I hope you're having a wonderful day. And I hope to see you next week.